0: Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time So they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast and I am here with yet another high demand coach and that is the one, the only Derek Johnson, who is a U.S. Army veteran, a life coach and a trainer. He's helped over 500 clients and 50 companies go from just surviving to thriving through his coaching. Now, Derek was awarded Soldier of the Year for his battalion three times, and he's used his leadership skills, his certification, and his life experiences to help people to take control of their mind and bodies. Now, working with him is like nothing his clients have ever experienced before because he consistently offers his clients with the proven guidance, support, and accountability that they need to accelerate and succeed. Well, Derek, uh, so excited to have you here. Uh, Love to dive into... Uh, what this looks like, um, particularly from a, a whole life standpoint for for entrepreneurs, right? Entrepreneurs themselves aren't businesses. They they lead businesses. They're people with you know mental health and physical health and all of that. Before we get to all of it, though, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about this story. So you come out of the Army. How did that ultimately lead you to getting into life coaching and training? I appreciate it, Scott. It's a pleasure being here. So
1: what got me into it was at the age of 15, I became a personal trainer. And so I was also in Army ROTC and in martial arts. So I was always leading soldiers or cadets at the time. I was always leading my teammates in sports. I was always a team leader. And so naturally, I was always pushed and guided into leadership roles. And so I really fell in love with helping empower other people, meet them where they're at and slowly build them up, whether that was fitness related, sports, classroom, or just in career. But with that experience, I realized that my crazy childhood and upbringing was a gift so it helped me allow to communicate with people better and so that's what got me into the camaraderie of sports nutrition fitness and then also with the military so then once i got in the military i learned how to deal with different personalities ethnicities cultures colors all these different walks of life and i realized that the best leaders they know how to speak to different people and build them up and speak to them differently as well so like. Drill sergeant per se, they always do the knife hand or the football coach. That works to an extent, but you can be stuck in that mode 24 7. And then also, you can be reserved 24 7. Some leaders are not good leaders and people walk all over them or they don't take him or her serious because they're too soft spoken. So, got to have a good mix and approach people with where they're at. But definitely, my experience in sports, military, and then with my upbringing my father was US Army for 20 plus years, and my mother. She was a kindergarten teacher for 30 plus years. So my mother's German, father's a farmer, African-American, he's from Mississippi. So like the best of both worlds, got the work (laughs) ethic. So brought that into what I do today with life experience and education, but definitely just meeting people where they're at, building them up and seeing how you can become a better leader, which helps the team as a whole.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. So fast forward then to today, what would you say some of the most important work you're doing for your clients? I would say to get rid of
1: traumas and break old patterns. Patterns could be bad relationship with food, with alcohol, not being present with family. They crush it in sales. They got a six-figure month, but they're never present. They're just swipe, swipe, swipe. They're on Stripe, they're on PayPal. They're looking at Chase Business. They're doing that. And it's hard for them to be present and tap out sometimes. So definitely breaking old patterns that aren't serving them. So that way they feel like they're thriving in more than just one area. So another example could be the common guy who dominates sales, but he can't keep a relationship to save his life. Or the person that has an amazing relationship but lacks the finances. There's always one small thing or maybe they lack the fitness. Maybe they lack the confidence. They're great behind the scenes in tech, but they can't public speak. So those are the specific things that we work on and we figure out where did that thing come from? Where did it start? And usually they got bullied, something happened at home, something in their past, they got dumped in the past, some type of heartache, failure, or mistake, and they carry that with them. So if they feel stuck and they're hitting the ceiling, we figure out why they feel stuck and then we face it, work on that. So they feel like they have their power back and they can fully breathe again. So they're not like, man, I'm doing well here. I have the family, I have the car, I have the wife, et cetera. But they're still not fulfilled. And there's something in their past that they still have to fix and work on. So those are the main things that I noticed. They're doing well in career and in other areas, but they just still feel constant pressure from the outside, or maybe internally.
0: So there's this there's this tension that I think exists a lot of times when you look at folks who who achieve great things. Oftentimes they're unbalanced in some way, shape, or form, right? So the, there's there's a greatness that can come from that, but it comes at a cost as well. So how do you how do you make sure that you're focusing on the right things? What, what's your take on should you really go after one thing, or should you look at it from a more holistic perspective?
1: I would look at everything from a holistic perspective, starting with the mind and body, especially in business entrepreneurship it is when you're in better physical shape and not in regards to having six pack abs at the beach or the perfect physique, but more so performance wise, if that person has mental clarity, focus, self-confidence, looks like you're in a suit today. So if you have a fitted tailored suit, that confidence, the same thing with women, when they put on a certain outfit and that resonates with many people even if they feel like they're not in the best shape, if they've put on a suit or she's put on a gown at a high ball or high value event or chamber of commerce meeting or whatever it was, they walked in confident. And maybe that's that one or two times a year where they have that level of confidence because of how they're dressed. So definitely mindset, body, and how we present ourselves. And then besides that, looking at the person's routine and schedule, but I always start with ourselves first. What are your dominant thoughts? How do you present yourself? Because the inner world just shines to the outside, no matter if they're in a suit or not. Sometimes people can be dressed nice, but they don't give off the confidence because they haven't worked on this.
0: Yeah. So this is going to air so early in, uh, in 2024. Uh, and and uh, by about this time, you know, folks, uh, uh, they haven't been at the gym a couple of days so far. right? The New Year's resolution started to wear off a little bit. Um, and, and one of the things, if you look in the, the health world, there's lots of stuff around, you know, get your six pack abs, incre- in, uh, increase your lifts, but what does working out look like? What are some good goals for, for physical fitness for an entrepreneur, right? You, you talked about this, this confidence or the clarity, what would be some good goals for someone who, who doesn't necessarily need the six pack abs, but wants to be able to put their best foot forward each day?
1: I would aim to have a athletic physique in regards to general movement so let's just say he or she is a parent and they have kids can they go in the yard and do side cuts throwing the football soccer ball and all that without thinking they're going to throw a hip out or pull a hamstring like those are usually the moments people get injured is just playing with their kids with their family with their dogs but all they do is like they sit up they stand down if they lay down they sit up they stand everything is straight and forth back forth up down So they rarely ever cut to the side or anything. So I would highly suggest they work on their mobility and flexibility, Mm. even if they're not playing basketball or soccer or sports in general, but they'll less likely have injuries doing normal things at home, reaching for the cabinet. And it's been a while since they've reached across their body and they reach for a cup and something pops here. Like those are usually things that I've noticed is the injuries don't happen so much in the gym or on hikes or walks. It's usually just doing day-to-day things. Right. But- The majority of those people, they lack mobility and flexibility, and they're really stiff. And especially in business, we store stress or trauma in our body. Some hold it in their neck, you can tell, some of their shoulders, and then they're working all day and like they haven't released it. So they try to mask it with alcohol, naps, and whatever their vice is, but definitely mobility and flexibility to be more athletic and to feel like we can go hike for 30 minutes, then I can go give a presentation, then tomorrow go swim at the pool. Or at the beach, whatever the case may be, but not feel exhausted because they're just in better holistic shape from the inside out and they just attack business even better. So they're not too worried about what their end goal physique is. It's more so performance and they feel like they can do anything. They feel strong, they have the endurance, they look good in clothes, and their team respects that are like, Wow, he's always doing something. Like, Aren't you just at the airport? And then I saw you swimming, I saw your Facebook post. Now you're here at the meeting, and they're just like, Shit, he's so on it.
0: Yeah. It's it's it, it's a little crazy, but um, one of the things that we I work on with clients, especially in teams, um, is just the idea of stamina, right? Like being able to stay in the meeting in the moment, uh, because there's times when you got to get down and do some just dirty fingernails work, right? From a business standpoint, it can be taxing, uh, and oftentimes I'm working with clients as full day sessions, and so about two o'clock, right? There's just you kind of okay. you can hit that wall, and and I literally had a guy who fell asleep every single time at two o'clock. And, and, you know, it's a little extreme. It's, you know, one person out of a, a whole bunch, but I mean, you can you can just see like, if, if it's going to be that visible, how much uh, are we losing just as entrepreneurs and executives in, in decreased performance because we've not taken care of some of the stuff that you, you're talking about here.
1: Exactly, and it's really common to see. So we'll use the example of the CEO. He or she has been in the company or the business for years, and they dominate that industry. A lot of them, not all, but a lot of them are out of shape physically. And then that leads to bench drinking. That might lead to drugs. On paper, they're successful, but you see him or her, you could tell by their skin that they don't take care of themselves. They barely sleep. And there's a difference between the young sales guy who also barely sleeps, but he takes care of himself. She takes care of herself. They just have a different level of energy. But a lot of corporate a lot of business owners, a lot of the older guys and women, they've had bad patterns and bad habits for years and they're successful on paper. But outside of that, you start to really notice like, oh, he's had two or three divorces. Oh, he had this, had that. And it's usually stems from they don't take care of themselves. And then they start to get angry. So like they start to project. So that's a whole nother rabbit hole, but that's usually a pattern that I notice is they neglected themselves because they went all in on business, but then things around them started to slowly crumble.
0: Yeah, I I actually had a, another client in a separate session, and I was genuinely concerned. Like I I, I thought he was going to have a heart attack. You know, it was like he started getting like heart palpitations, and uh, and was like physically sick uh, inside of meeting. We had to cancel it early, uh, and that happened more than once actually. Um, and, and again, I, I think he goes back to. And this was the next question that I had for you is, yeah, as a life coach, as someone who's looking at this thing, just saying, hey, success is not just about your sales number or your revenue for your business, or how much you know uh, you've been able to, to generate in the, the last round of fundraising—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's deeper than that. It's more than that. What are some aspects of uh, of entrepreneurs, founders, leaders' lives that you see them tend to overlook, and, and what would you say are some of the costs?
1: I would definitely say they overlook the power of being present. It is hard, and sometimes nearly impossible when they're managing a team and they have Slack. They have whatsapp they have microsoft teams whatever crm they have and non-stop notifications and that's not even counting their friend group chat who's sending you memes and like their mind is everywhere so nowadays i notice the biggest issue especially with business owners and entrepreneurs is they're rarely present because they're always in go mode which is good which is why they're successful but their friends family wherever they're around start to notice that even if they don't say something can't have one one hour date without sending that email it's like if we can't do that so an example my girlfriend and i Today today's friday as we're recording this every friday we have a non-negotiable lunch date i might take a picture a video of my food because like i'll post the macros and do all that but we make sure that we're just there and present and we force ourselves to just have a conversation or we just look at nature we like to eat at at the ocean and then sometimes we don't say a word because we speak all week long to people and manage teams and lead people so we're just like Complete silence, and then we slowly start a conversation 30 minutes later. But we're present, taking in the beach, wherever we're at, and then we start to have a real conversation. But being able to be more present, it's way easier said than done, especially if somebody has kids and a massive company. But that's a huge issue, and in their personal life, it can be affected because people don't feel respected, people don't feel loved or acknowledged. And at the end of the day, every human just wants two things. We want to be heard and understood. So if the CEO entrepreneur is always scrolling, always running people's cars, et cetera, et cetera, that's great. That's why the family's in a beautiful home, but it slowly starts to create issues. And what I've noticed is that is an increase in business of marriages leading to towards divorces because they're all in on business. And it's hard for some, it's nearly impossible to be present because within 10 minutes, they're like, I need my phone, I need my laptop. Like they think of these worst scenarios. It's like, all right, let's look at the historical data. How many times has X scenario happens when you laid your phone down for 10 minutes and they're like, well, probably never or once eight years ago and your assistant took care of it. But they really just have to look at it because they're running about the they're running on the what if scenario sometimes like, well, what if this happens or what if that? But that's a huge sign that they're lacking effective leadership because a the leader, they should be able to trust their team, their second in charge, whatever the process or setup is or chain of command, and be able just to say, you know what, I need two days with family take my grandma somewhere, the team will handle it, the trust and confidence is there, and that's rare to see. Usually the CEO is like, I need to do this, nobody can do it better than me, I wear 15 hats, and I get home, I don't know how to take the hats off, now my kid's like, can we play ball? And I'm like, I'm not present, so those are definitely the trickles and the side effects that I see of not being present.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's just uh, let's take a, a moment here uh, before we wrap up, and and uh, I just want to make this practical for folks. So again, we're, we're about a, a month into to 2024 here, and, and this is the time when you know some of those New Year's resolutions start to falter. Uh, this is where the busyness of all those big goals you have for the business really start to hit you know the fan, if you will, and uh, and and as again as as entrepreneurs and leaders, we kind of felt left with this choice of. Do we, do we spend that extra time in the gym? Do we uh, spend that extra time preparing the right food? Do we, do we take care of some of these non-business things in our life or do we really just double down on those business goals again? So what are some, what are some just simple steps that folks can take to start to get a more holistic focus in their life uh, and, and, and you know, chip away at even some of the trauma that you mentioned at the, the outset?
1: Great question. So the first thing that I always recommend is people grab a sheet of paper and they create an eliminate sheet, eliminate sheet. So the question that they could ask themselves is, what is something that I could eliminate or replace with something better that will help me make more progress? So we'll start with food and what people drink. I always recommend starting with that. Maybe she has too much sugar and she doesn't notice how much sugar she has until she tracks it. And she's like, 85 grams a day, I had no clue. No wonder I can't lose weight. But it gives them clarity, whatever it is. So what are they consuming food-wise? What are they drinking? And then slowly going deeper. Okay, what is another thing that I do? Hey, I'm addicted to some of these apps. Everybody has a cycle that they do. They get bored, they go to Instagram. Then they go to Amazon cart. Then they check the exporting goods for the new gear. Then they check this. Everybody has things that they go to. They do a loop. They're bored. They're trying to kill time. They don't want to do the task. They start their little digital loop. So if that's the thing that distracts them and gets them off of their focus, then write all those things down. And then they'll slowly start to gain clarity and they go deeper. You know what? I want to get rid of that anger that I felt since I was 16 because the XYZ happened with parents. Whatever that individual has. But once they write down every single thing and just being neutral about it, not being angry about it, not being sad, not self-judging, and just having full transparency, then looking at it. Okay, food-wise, what can I do? Hey, I can get rid of this. I can replace that. Drinking-wise, what is this? anger. What is that? Hey, maybe I don't know how to get past this. I need to find someone that can help books, podcasts, coaches, mentors, but starting with eliminate, because if they can get rid of some things first, psychologically or physically, they can open to the doors for new opportunities, feel calmer. And most importantly, have like a nice, calm, deep breath. Like most business owners, they don't breathe like that. They rarely do that. There's like shortness of breath and you can see it in their body language. So I highly recommend people get rid of some things first or simply replace them. And it's not like you have to go cold turkey on everything, but you could slowly start to take it away. The guy went from drinking a pack, excuse me, smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Now he's down to two and he's making progress. And eventually he's like, oh, it's been three days. I haven't even touched one. And they start to surprise themselves because they're just building and working on the compound effects. So definitely step one, what can you get rid of or replace that will help you make more progress?
0: I love that. I love that. All right, so question I love to ask all my guests, uh, and it's this, what is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening or watching today knew? Start to visualize more and have
1: stronger faith. We've heard it before, but nowadays, especially in the information overload age, people are just trying to confuse people to sell them courses. So everybody's like, I don't know if this works, if that works, I go to YouTube, everything contradicts itself. But if they realize the power of faith, in whatever they believe in, God, the universe, whatever their thing is, and also visualization and fully immersing themselves in their dream life that they want. How do you want your marriage to look, your physique? What do you wanna see in your eyes when you look in the mirror? Really closing their eyes and going slowly every single portion from the inner to the outer, to the success, to the material things. There's nothing wrong with material things. And so really painting the vision and using all five of their senses. Like I wanna live on the beach, feel the wind, he sees his son playing, he's taking a breath, he checks his phone, just close a big deal, just like putting himself there to get a rush, to get tears, adrenaline, and taking advantage of visualization, and then also the faith. Those combined, obviously, with the hard work, some people only do the other two, and they hope, wish, and pray that things will happen, but those two things will definitely help because they're just reprogramming their subconscious. They'll start to dream about their goals more and their self-worth and their self-respect starts to go up because they're just immersed with positive, empowering th- thoughts, yeah. opposed to the negative. Because as you know, th- as everybody knows, it doesn't take any effort to think negative. We're like, hey, I got a bill due in 48 hours. I got this, I got that. We got to do taxes soon. Like F, I got to pay Uncle Sam. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Uh One more question, then I want to make sure folks know how they can get in touch with you. Uh, But before we get there, I'm going to have you jump down into the ring with the rest of us. So take off your coach hat for a moment. Put on your your CEO hat, if you will. What's the next stage of growth look like for you and your business? And uh, what do you need to overcome to get there?
1: So definitely scaling the coaching business. So it is set up as one-on-one and then there's group coaching. There's one-on-one and group coaching. And so everything has been going well, been growing every year, but I'm ready for in-person mastermind. So that is the focus for 2024, in-person Um, My girlfriend and I, we just lived in Panama for two years, uh, Panama City, Panama, and we moved back to South Florida. So it was amazing being out of the country for a bit, but now we're back in it. So I really miss the in-person camaraderie. I've seen some clients, seen some friends, and I didn't realize how much I needed that because 99.9% of the business is via Zoom, via my training app. We crush it, but I miss that in person. So creating a mastermind with a lot of my veteran buddies that are experts in their fields and different industries But what we envision is a three-day getaway. And it's not a pitch fest. By the end, they don't have to buy package level B or the diamond package and all that. It's more so they learn what to do. So day one, we go hiking. We get to the top of this mountain. We start doing breath work. We release trauma. We bond together. Males and females are there, all executives, business owners, entrepreneurs, and we just release whatever needs to be released. And so myself and other experts, we teach them things. We walk back down. We have that camaraderie. And then the next day we dive deep onto what we need to work on a business mentally or physically. And so we have a round robin in a banquet room. And then day three, we have some fun, but they all go home with tools at their disposal that they can utilize long-term. So it's not just like, we're going to sprinkle one thing. So you buy the next package. We've all been to those events, teach your own, but I don't want anybody to feel that way. So definitely having a lot of those retreats or masterminds where we take advantage of having time in nature, pushing ourselves, and then on day two, diving deeper into mentality. Because at that point, everybody's more comfortable with each other. And in the army, we say, embrace the suck. So we embrace the suck together. Some people have never hiked to the top of a mountain. So that's what we see doing a lot of those, excuse me, nationwide. Fantastic,
0: fantastic. So uh, we've got some folks listening. Maybe their goals are slipping. Maybe they just didn't even bother setting goals this time, but they're hearing everywhere that you said and say, like, yes, like I, I want to show up better for my family. I want to show up better for my friends, for my business. Uh, I, I want to be a better me. How can they find out more about you and the work that you do?
1: They can find me on social media at FitWithDerek2. That's the number two. Or on my website at FitWithDerek.com. On there, they'll see real people with real results Social media gets sketchy. There's a lot of fakers out there. So I like to have videos and pictures. And so I just like clients to talk about their experience. She bounced back from a divorce. He used to have crippling social anxiety. Now he's crushing presentations at work. All these deep things that people don't generally post online or really talk about. So I like to do that. And then social media, I'm just the guy that plants seeds. If somebody hits snooze five times, they're going to see my video. They're like, oh, yeah, he's calling me out in that video. But I'm just making sure they don't waste potential. So that's what I love to do. So you get the message. You're like, Hey, I needed that. So just trying to build people up. That's awesome.
0: I had a chance to visit Derek's website and it is just packed with just unbelievable testimonials. Uh, if you want to get inspired to to be the best version of yourself, uh, just listening to a few of those will will be enough. So check it out, uh, Fit with Fitwithderek 2 and uh, we'll drop both of those in the show notes so you can get them. Well, Derek, thank you so much for being here. It was an absolute pleasure having you. And for everyone watching this thing today, you know that your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I know I did. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor, who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.